This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. We're back, baby. February 7th, Monday night. Coming at you from Chicago and L.A. My name is Peter Kim. <laughs> and I am Unji Kim. And we are the hosts of the Ajima Show. Welcome back. This is a show where we talk about ourselves and pretty much it. Except for... <laughs> Except for the first section, it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Key! I'm now realizing that um, we go into Kick-Ass Koreans and we don't really explain about Kick-Ass Koreans. It's self-explanatory, but it is the portion of the show where we we kick off, first of all, the show with Kick-Ass Koreans. Yes. And it's Korean people, Korean-American, Korean-Germans, korean Kazakhstan, like we're, yeah, we, it's whatever. we got Korean around the globe. Dash, anything, Korean dash, whatever. And it's going to be Korean Koreans. Yeah, it's going to go fully circle all around the globe like Magellan. <laughs> it's any Korean that's doing cool the shit. Less of a body count, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like, that. that's making my life easier. How about that? And excited for you to be an identify as a Korean. Yeah, and also for Fockers. Uh, friends of Koreans. Now, my kick-ass Korean today, I, I feel like I've done her before, but she was in the news this week, and it really did impact me in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, is Aquafina. Aquafina is, yes. you know who she is, comedian extraordinaire, uh, Hollywood megastar, you know. Number just- one person I get asked to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You're both kind of like small and loud. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> They're just like, can you be like this? Yeah. Aquafina vibe. I'm yeah. like, have you listened to my voice? But okay. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> also, like, what do you want? A black scent? Yeah. Which is what she's being called out for in her um, on Twitter. And she decided to quit Twitter because she was getting a lot of abuse. And yeah, I mean, it's been a thing, ongoing thing for many years now. Since the beginning. Yeah. And we have covered this when we first covered her in, yes. I don't know, 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, about the fact that she grew up in Queens. She grew up in yeah. these boroughs. And, you know, she says, quote, as a um, non-black POC, she stands by the fact that she'll listen and understand the history of a It's a really great apology. Yeah. And what is deemed appropriate or backwards towards the progress of any and every marginalized group. Now, that was a great thing to say, but I must emphasize, she says, to mock, belittle, or to unkind in any way possible at expense of others, simply not my nature as never has. And I believe her in th- for yeah. that. Now, I thought sh- what she added was really cool is that my immigrant background allowed me to carve an American identity off the movies and TV shows I watched. The children I went to public school with and my undying love and respect for hip-hop. I think as a group, Asian Americans are still trying to figure out what that journey means for them, what is correct and where they don't belong. And though I'm still learning and doing that personal work, I know for sure I want to spend the rest of my career doing nothing but uplifting our communities. We'll do this first by failing, learning, acknowledging, hearing, and empathizing. And I'll continue to tirelessly do just that. She said, well, I'll see you in a few years, Twitter, per my therapist. Um... (laughs) To my fans, thank you for continuing to support me. 
Um, and to clarify, I'm retiring from an ingrown toenail that is Twitter. I'm, <laughs> I'm on everything else, all the other socials that don't tell you to kill yourself. Yeah. So horrible what she's going through. You know, Kelly exactly. Marie Tran, a lot of us go through this. Yes. And um, I thought the statement she put out was very smart and yes. um, sensitive. And it showed mm-hmm. like her stance and her point of view very clearly. And here's what. This is how this is the accent of her neighborhood. So she picked it up in her neighborhood, you know, like yeah. and the this also speaks to how Asian Americans still are considered perpetual foreigners because we don't ha- we are still like either foreign or we have to be whitewashed like there's no middle ground for us so when Asian people and black communities intermix and Mexican communities etc we we take that kind of culture cultural experience on not as a mm-hmm. way to costume it or to you know it it's just how you and your friends from the block talk now yeah. now that this scrutiny of race has become an every uh, like all encompassing issue this young woman has to de- deal deal with the the, the scrutiny of this and the microscope, and this is what I was talking about in the Patreon, like, this is not for me. This life of having to, imagine someone came out and was like, you, you're, the way you talk, you're offending fobs. <laughs> <laughs> the way you talk offends others. Yeah. The way you have always spoken and the thing is, a lot and of the who's scrutiny came that? because who, but but a lot of the scrutiny came because like after she became quote unquote famous, right. the way she spoke changed, and that's not, that's like a no. Is that one? It's not entirely accurate, and two, the it's requiring of her like a sort of continuity, and like uh, also she in movies was playing non. Like she's an actress, yeah. You know, and so it's like, but she also doesn't doesn't disavow it. No, and she shouldn't because she's from Queens. Yeah, you know, like that's why people from Queens. I mean, like white people from Queens kind of sound like that too. White people from the suburbs be sounding like that. You know, like it's <laughs> truly whatever. If she wasn't <laughs> fucking famous, no one would care. But no one would care. I wanted to shout her out as saying, you know. I think she show she's showing a light on how invisible we still are as Asian Americans, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that like we don't have a way to be American yet that is fully ours and coalesced at least like portrayal in media, which like and even in neighborhoods, right? Because yeah. like she's picking it up and it's like this thing and. When you know, when you look at old video of her, like she's also so young. Yeah. She's like fresh off the block. Yeah, teenager. Teenager, yeah. and she's thirty three you know, now. It, 
Yeah, and it's like awful to realize. Like, I can't imagine having gone through this. And there's like such a connection, and so much about her authenticity is about where she's mm-hmm. from, you know. And so for have for her having to like reckon with that so early when, I mean, the thing is like it's also this co- it coincides with like this moment where she's everything's happening for mm-hmm. her. Really great things are happening for her, and she has to confront this stuff too. Yeah. Just apologize. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was a beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful way to handle it. I did too. This is the first time she. I, she, I has think done she's that. really classy and smart, and I'm. Yeah. I'm a fan. I mean, like, because because you mentioned, like, you know, it's a lot of places, like, you know, if Louis C.K. had apologized apologized this way, yeah. He, you know, if Gina Rodriguez had apologized this way, right, right, exactly. We, we would have felt different. We're even acing apologies. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Kick ass Korean. Yeah. Who do you got? I have uh, this week Jason Moon. Um. So there is a council member that just got elected. Uh, was a no, not elected, selected mm. in Mukilteo. In Washington, mm-hmm. um, he was selected unanimously by a six-member city council to fill the seat uh, vacated by um, by the mayor. It's a first Korean American council member, Mukilteo, in Washington. Now he has never held office before political office before, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing is, he said on Tuesday, in less than 30 minutes, I got a call from one of the Korean newspapers. <laughs> um, it's a really tight community, <laughs> eager to have representation. Now, he and his wife, uh, you know, saved up to buy a house in this neighborhood. And he is uh, works at Microsoft. Uh, he Before that, he worked at Amazon, a bank, uh, and the Office of Education in South Korea. Oh, wow. This is the reason why I picked him. His parents, dry cleaner people. Ah, uh, <laughs> so he was a cleaner boy. I said, see you he later, boy. He's a cleaner's boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he even got interested in this because he was serving on the city's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Commission. Oh, okay. And now... This is like coming on the cusp of like in Washington very recently. We talked about her before, Marilyn uh-huh. Strickland. Um, she was a former mayor in Tacoma, the first black person. She's half black, half mm-hmm. Korean. And she is a uh, representing um, Washington in Congress now. So we talked about her in that sort of wave of dem- Democratic people getting into the House of Reps. Now, you know... He's just like a dude, you know, who and we've I've talked about a couple of, you know, in uh, Texas before Korean Americans getting involved, getting API voices heard in these spaces. And the only way that we really enact change, like where we're talking about plurality, we've talked about this since we started mm-hmm. Ajima, which is plurality, plurality, plurality. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, it. We can never say it. We can never say it, but because <laughs> the L and the R, so like, you know, it's crazy. Trap, but for like, us. <laughs> but it's, but it's like this. The idea is that 
the only way that this happens and the way that real change on a legislative level happens is through political action. And these are people that are getting involved. And this this motherfucker was just a dude. He's a customer just service a manager at fucking Mac. He's the guy. And he's like, you know what? I want to speak up for my people for in him. this neighborhood, in my place. And so my community <laughs> is better for it. And so now because he's there, it makes it easier to enact API education in the schools. And then his kids are less weird, yeah. like less like ostracized. And it's like, these are the places where change occurs. It's happening. This is it's where, happening. It's where change occurs and it's happening. Yes. So let's just shout this motherfucker out. Jason Moon. Jason Moon. My guy. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. <laughs> so I, um, I'm at a weird place this week. Yeah, tell me. Mentally and physically. Okay. Um, okay, let me just start off by saying that, um, giving you a little bit of good news. Okay. I'm breaking yet another um, scoop. Is that the right term? Yeah. Breaking news? I don't know. What are you going to tell me? I haven't told you this yet. Yeah, I know. Why are you breaking all this news to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Patreon we did earlier, we broke some news. Yeah. That I will break next. Subscribe. Will, yeah, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. Um, but also, um, <laughs> uh, I have been assigned an episode on my show, Housebroken. I am going to be ah! co-writing the finale of season two. The finale, ah! bitches! The finale! <laughs> oh my God. Now, I am going to be writing it with Danny Zucker, um, who is just the funniest fucking smartest guy and the one that in the room that I was always like, ah, he beat the me to the joke. The most intimidated yeah, by. Yeah, yes. if he's in the room, I'm like, ah, I'm not as fast. And he's he's onto it faster and he's always saying it the right way. So I'm very excited to be working with him. Um, and today we were, we were breaking my story, our our episode story. Oh my God. And it was just really, it was really exciting, but I, I wasn't like, Danny like set me up in a joking way. Like, all right. Peter's got this. Go for it. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Ah! <laughs> what do you mean? And I just froze. And I was like, oh, man, like, I should have been more prepared and, like, brought in. I didn't think I we ha I had no idea we were going to do this today, but I should have just been prepared more. Um, So that feels stupid and bad, and I will prepare more. But um, <laughs> other than that, I'm very excited to finally have a chance to have a writing credit yeah. on the television, which I don't even know what that means. On a network, on a network on a money. Net yeah. <laughs> it's all the same money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> cable is different. Don't say that to me. Okay. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Cable is different. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't even know how if it's that different, but. It's, it's sizable. Is okay. it? Okay. But yes. anyway, so um, I, but do you know, because I'm a staff writer, 
I don't get an episode pay. I get credit, Rude. but you only get paid the on top fee, which is $27,000, by the way. By the way. To write an episode of TV, you guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not getting that, but I want to. <laughs> I would like that. I would love. But for you, you know, to get I'm that. not getting it. So it is what it is. But it felt. It feels so cool to be here, but at the same time, my lawn is being <laughs> tore up right now. <laughs> like literally, there's like caterpillar machines excavating my lawn because. They found lead in our soil. So they, the county, the LA County is paying for this all to happen. They're taking four feet of soil out of our lawn yard. That's so much oh, feet. It's a lot of fucking digging <laughs> and repacking in and all that. And we're yeah. getting like. I could be buried in that soil. Yeah. <laughs> You only need four feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's not because six it's, is too much. It's six not because of your size. You're like, I'm ready to come back for you, bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I would be willing to be buried in that lot. How, how is that Airbnb that you're in? Let me tell you. <laughs> I. It is a little studio in the hollywood hills it is absolutely gorgeous like the the view is just iconic and you step outside and you go out of this little um whatever building and it leads you to your own private hike in the what? Hollywood Hills, like overlooking a reservoir, and you know, like what? it's psychotic. And now, you know, like Benda and I were like, you, there's like, you have like a, your backyard goes to nature. nature. This is what rich people do. They, and then there's a it's fence. Up. So, like, there's like a do not enter fence, but we, our entrance is past the fence. Kuronika! We're the only, we're the only <laughs> property on this hill that has access to this land nature everyone else can't do See, it this is how, rich this people is do how it. they this do how it they fucking it. get nice stuff and they hide it from others they that's it, i was like whoa i'm so happy for you. <laughs> 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 that i may experience this <laughs> i mean it should we were sitting outside today it's 82 degrees today I got done with work. Benda comes over to this Airbnb, and we just sit outside in in, in the long oh sunset. And it feels truly like we're on the top of the world. We're looking down at yeah. all of LA, and behind us is a reservoir, wow. like a you know a water. Yeah, nature. it's like the biggest water feature. Proprietary yeah. nature. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Proprietary <laughs> nature. <laughs> and the sun's kind of like beaming its long sunset and i'm just like this feels like we're in the mediterranean just living like an italian like i just imagine us in like another life where like tuscan artists you know what i mean like living in the hills of florence sculpting fuckers <laughs> <laughs> 
like so fully much. drunk in on Chianti by 4 p.m. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm living in 12 degree. There's no heat in this basement that I'm currently recording this fucking podcast on. You have a full hat sweater. I have a full a hat set sweater. On. Yes. You're talking about a Chianti and proprietary nature. We live different lives. We approach it differently. <laughs> the strategy is not the same. <laughs> but I see That's why nuts. rich people fucking get greedy. Yeah. Because you, you have some nice ass shit and you're like, I don't want everyone to have it. <laughs> and I'm like, You don't Whoa. want other people going into your nature. Yeah. I, I was like, this is some fucking, this is some rich shit. Yeah. I had never experienced anything like this before. So what are you, what are you feeling physically then? Well, physically I have to be there. And um, my dog, I have to like bring my dog to this space and he doesn't have the yard to run around. So I'm like, I have to like play with him while being on mute. And meanwhile, we're trying to like break my story. Like it's, it's just a lot. And so this is like a real rich people <clears throat> problem situation. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to empathize. Thank you for. I'm just really frazzled. I frazzled. <laughs> My so Aussie frazzled. doodle puppy won't leave me alone with kisses. I'm like what a breaking a story. I'm, I'm yeah. breaking a story. I got just my own nature back there, and I can't access it because I have to work. And it's kind of crazy. I'm so frazzled. <laughs> okay. I can't feel my fingers. Okay, cool. <laughs> Tell me more about how physically you're going through something now, Peter. <laughs> yeah. I just meant like physically there's excavation happening. So I'm like in a different place in an Airbnb that is way better than my actual home. <laughs> <laughs> sounds rough. Uh, sounds it's like, been tough this week. <laughs> sounds like it wasn't that glorious. Uh, less glorious. Than less glorious week. week this week. No, it's been great. Um, yeah, there's. It, it, it's been like an up and down, up and down type of thing, and um, because of this fucking excavation thing, like they were supposed to come last week. So we moved all the stuff off the lawn onto the patio and then they were yeah. like next week. So we moved it back and had to do the fence over again. It's just like, it's a lot of stuff. How much longer are they going to do this? For seven days. No, six days. So they're, <clears throat> they're supposed to be wrapping up next Monday. Oh my God. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> To rip up your lawn. <laughs> yeah, and like, I kind of uproot you. And I'm breaking story. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the gall? The gall. <laughs> of these people trying to like get rid of lead? Well, I'm trying to find a second act cliffhanger. <laughs> Are you feeling good in the meeting? In the meeting? Yeah, like you, breaking the, the story and everything. Yeah, I feel okay. I'm, <coughs> I'm still like, just playing support, like punching up, adding ideas. Yeah. I'm not really driving story, not yet. Um, 
I also don't have any idea how to do that. You know, so sure. like the adults are doing that work. And I'm just kind of like <laughs> taking notes and being like, hmm, I should watch this movie. They're, everyone's always like, oh, it's very Flowers for Algernon. And I'm like, I, I got to watch this movie or read this book or whatever because <laughs> they keep mentioning it. <laughs> Wait, are you really never read Flowers, Flowers for, for Algernon? Algernon? No. No. Should I have? Are you serious? Should I have? It, yes. It was not part of our curriculum. Okay. We had Catcher in the Rye. Uh, sure. But Flowers <laughs> for Algernon is like a staple. Like, I mean, of this era that we grew up, yeah. It's like Tuck Everlasting. Didn't read that and, either. Yeah, no, these are like really sad. Like, these are the sad stories. See, I was, I'm not into sad. Yeah, me neither. I didn't want to. They were forced onto me. I did not give consent to cry while summary. reading. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not. I did not give consent to cry whilst yeah. boy in reading the striped pajamas. Paperback. That's the stuff I read. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear Jesus. about the, te- that. the? Was it Tennessee? They're like someone's batting mouse. mouse. Yeah, like literally, probably the easiest Holocaust movie around. The most the ho- like easiest, yeah. yeah, the easiest like Holocaust story available. Right. Like they don't want to ban fucking number of the stars. <laughs> Boy in the Stra- you know what they I mean? They don't like, even have those are- there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't import those, right? Because the Holocaust didn't happen yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, because it's like truly like I remember I read Mouse late. Mm. Because I, I actually had never read that. And then I... Read I it no, I, yeah, I read it, I read it like recently, oh, wow. like in the last like 10 something okay. years. And yeah, I remember reading me like, okay. <laughs> Not impressed. I mean, like I, was like, I get it. Like, I, it's, like it's yeah. good. Like, you know, like wh- whatever. I guess I would have, it would have rocked my world at 12. <laughs> yeah, it's chill. It's chill, but it's not like it's not like more intense than Diary of Anne Frank. No, that it's was not my more book. Intent. I yeah, love. Yeah, that's what of I mean. We've Same, talked about like, how much I like, feel like I am Anne Frank. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> just <is> so annoying. <laughs> but it's not like I wasn't like I didn't read it and was like, wow, this is like an important. You know, it's like it's a part of the canon of Holocaust sure, literature. Yeah. Is it more intense at night? No, no. no. Is it more intense than any of these other books? I'm saying no. I don't think they even have those. <laughs> so they're just reading Hatchet? I don't even I don't know what Hatchet is, but <laughs> What? Peter what, Is that a Holocaust book? No, that's just about survival in the woods. <laughs> okay, odd. My side of the mountain? My side of the mountain, uh like oh, that. Okay. Like so they just have that? Oh. Or like, what was it? The um, the Red Soldier tales. T- tales Red of Soldier. The Soldier. Remember, there was like a series of like Civil War stories. <laughs> Johnny Tremaine. Jo- no. Johnny Tremaine. 
No, I don't remember. The tale of Johnny Tremaine. Is that something? Yeah, there's a bunch of no, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure there's a ton of Adjumel listeners right now screaming (laughs) at the screaming at their phone right now. That ain't me. That ain't me. I I was not. And not reading a historical fiction about the Civil War. <laughs> we had to. We had to read it. Um, I guess East Coast is, we just know our roots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to know where you came from, Unji, to know where you're going. Right. Yeah. As, as, uh, as the Northeast, uh, you guys are into it. <laughs> we bought Manhattan. No, I... I <laughs> Yeah, no, I never, I was never into that. I mean, it's it's funny because like, so the last five days I've just been teaching. Stand-up. How's that going? Do you love it? I, I imagine like you it. to be a fun teacher, but you were saying that your yeah. um, students don't like you because you're mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Are you just abusing <laughs> these people who are paying for? No. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars. I mean, I will say that, like, I I don't think I I was kind of like mentioning. I was like, I don't think that I I give a lot of feedback. I like very directly, very personal feedback. Like I'm like, you know, talking about their set and I'm talking about their voice. I'm talking. It's very intense. You know, it's I'm telling them I'm being encouraging. I'm not like you're bad at this or anything, but I'm like. I, I tell people like how very specifically, like, what do you think your set is about? Like, you know, especially so many people. So this is the main thing that I've realized having taught stand up like this to people that are not like some people are there because they love comedy and they want to be and do stand up. Like there's a part of them that has always wanted to stand up. They never felt compelled or, um, not compelled, but they always wanted to do stand up, but they didn't feel like they were in a place or they, they couldn't find a way in. Right, They're right, too right. nervous, whatever. But there's also a lot of people there that are there for personal. Sure. Growth. Like, I want to get out, step out of the box or. Exactly. Yeah. And um, How, what's the percentage? What was interest- okay. Love that. So one of my friends was like, How many people are there for personal development? Mm-hmm. You know, like career, like kind of because a lot of people do improv, for example, especially when we were going through because they were like wanted to make sure they could present public speaking and and like public speaking and like move forward in their career. They thought this like sort of like thing, you know, and it had been suggested to them by a mentor or something like that. Let me tell you, as someone who has been teaching stand up now inside of the pandemic, no one is doing it for professional development. Oh, that that's great. Zero, zero percent of people are there because like, I think this would help oh, me. Oh, that's my great. I love to hear that. Because no one cares about their fucking about career. Their career anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I fucking love to hear that. Zero percent of people are there to further their career because they do. They truly they're like that is an act of conversation. Not give a fuck about their boss. They're not give a fuck about Uh their job. Uh They're done. They're out. And these are people that are successful. Good. You you know what I mean? Like these are people are like, yeah, I so I was a lawyer. I am a lawyer. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like they're successful and like all of them are like C level and whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. They do not give a fuck about their career. 
all of it is personal growth and like bucket list shit or it's people that truly have always wanted to do comedy. That's great. It's like a self-selected group of people who really want to be there. I love it. Correct. And so it's so wonderful because I've been in improv classes with people that had to do because they were like, oh, my sales job really wanted to do this. I remember that. I need to be yeah. better at this. And those people, it was the worst. heinous. Yeah. It was they didn't want to it's be just there. the worst. It was they like court ordered improv. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, it feels like, like community serves, but who's getting served? No one. <laughs> this is a disservice. So it's like, it's been wonderful to see mm. this and like, you know, as someone who is like relatively like jaded about comedy, yeah. it's like exciting to see people get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. You know, like it is nice. But yeah, it's been an intense experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, that, as someone who's not truly like, um, like I'm not there to be like, oh, I really want to like let other people know about comedy or like, yeah. you know, like there's no like part of me that's like truly <laughs> altruistic about making sure other people do comedy correctly. Like, this is a paycheck. You know, there's, yeah, <laughs> this is a paycheck. And truly, but the thing about it that's been really surprising is I do like, to- I like talking mm. about comedy and it has been very moving for me to experience um, people connect with their own voice Mm. and that is so new and my experience in the last couple of days kind of has changed me and my class tonight I think kind of felt that change okay in what way I think they were like oh she's not being as me Uh. (laughs) ah Like it's not like I I've never been mean. I've I think in my mind I'm like being sure. honest, and and this point in most people's comedy career, no one's being honest. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. being encur- encouraging, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and I'm being encouraging because I want them to find their voice, but I'm also like in the service of comedy. Like this is not good. <laughs> like don't do it like this. <laughs> and they don't want to hear that. Because they don't know what it would be right. like otherwise. They're right. just writing, you know? And like, they're just like trying yeah. something out. And You're it's saying, more no, like, that's I'm bad. Ta- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's more like, I, I think in my mind, I'm talking them like another comedian. I treat them yeah, like yeah, a peer. Exactly. Like, th- you know, like I'm telling them how to put up a set. Like, I think this might be work mm-hmm. better here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, coddling sure, sure. them. But and it's also because I know that that's not necessarily what they want. Like all of them are there, and and the thing is, like it's interesting, is because I treat them seriously. I treat them like another mm. comedian. I think they res they respond in mm. kind. All of a sudden, they're treating their material yeah, yeah. more seriously. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, like this is thing, versus. You know, someone that's like, oh, well, I'm just doing this for fun right. anyway. That's cool. You know, and like, and so it is what cool. was the change? And it's like kind of one of these things. Um, The change was that like I saw people 
change and be really receptive to my style. Like one of my students was kind of like, didn't anticipate writing so much, which is crazy to me because it's a stand-up class. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like the stand, like what do you, what the fuck do you, do you think you Rip. just go up there and you're like extemporaneously <laughs> like being hilarious because you're the funniest guy and you're at your job. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So they're doing uh, a lot of writing. And like one of the students were like, oh, is this going to, it's like kind of like making fun of it. It's like, oh, is there going to be a midterm or something? <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, no, um, but comedy itself, uh, you're going to go up there and you're going to see that comedy is a pass fail. Uh -huh. like, I'm not yeah. going to give you a grade. You're everyone and you yeah. will know it's whether or not you passed or failed. Yeah. It it's, isn't. It's merciless. So it's merciless. There's so much justice in comedy. And so like, yeah, you don't have to try. You don't have to write if you yeah. don't want to. But then you're going to get up there and you're going to realize what it's mm. like to fail. It's, yeah, <laughs> and it's not going to be me giving yeah. you that grade. It's going to be the world. You know, it's yeah. the world. <laughs> and it, and, the world's way meaner. And so... <laughs> Yeah, and I'm telling you the ways in order to not yeah. get an F. So, I mean, like, that that sort of thing, and then watching him mm -hmm. realize that yeah. and change, and all of them being so receptive to it and so mm. grateful and excited about it, and watching a bunch of new people get excited mm. about comedy is, like, really invigorating. Oh, cool. And it made me excited. Yeah, it made me excited about it, and it was, like... You know, and also they were like appreciative in a way, like, because this is the thing, ultimately, like what you and I talk about with regard to comedy and writing specifically is that we experience what it is to fail all the time, but we mm -hmm. persevere because you have to fail. Oh, there's only one way through. Yeah. Yes. You learned that Because I get questioned all the time, like, so... You learn it so quick. I, and that's my thing. It's just like, I get questions all the time. Like, so how do I do this? How do I navigate this? And it's like, I can't yeah. tell you that. Just try it. Because that's your own fucking yeah. thing. That's your own journey. And that's all so applicable to everything right. outside of comedy. It's a way comedy. of life. Yeah. It's a way of life. Like, comedy and like so much about things outside of like maybe math. You know? <laughs> Two of my favorite like, things. You can't. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, outside of math, truly, you can't solve it before you do. Yeah. Like, you, you kind of got to, even with it. math, you, yeah, have you have to do it. it. You have to solve it. So, like, and the only way to solve it is to do it. So, it's, it, you know, it's also like sex. Like, you can't, you can talk about it yeah. ad nauseum. But until you do it on yourself and to yeah. others. It doesn't matter. You're still a virgin. You can't get good. Yeah, you, you're still a virgin you loser. You can talk about it and watch <laughs> you're, you're it. You're a comedy virgin <laughs> and research. Yeah, you're a comedy virgin until yeah. you fucking do it. And then the first time you do it, you you can be you can kind of hit the jackpot and maybe kind of figure it out. Maybe maybe that's the right part. Here's here's right my audience. theory about comedy. Whoa, what a loaded thing to say. Here's my thing about here's a, here's my <laughs> thing about funny. I think let's uh, let's hear here. it Hollywood Straight Hills. from the Hollywood Hills. An Airbnb <laughs> studio with a Murphy bed. It's. <laughs> um, I think, and this is just 
me. I, this is, might be different for other people. For me, my journey to to comedy was more of a journey of like kind of trust trusting myself. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's a journey of it's not like finding your voice yes. or developing your voice. It's it's a misnomer, I think. It was for me. Your voice is has been there since day one. You're just so mm-hmm. busy covering it and coloring it, yeah. And you putting Vaseline it. on yeah. it and trying to make it prettier, put sure. a bow on it or whatever, and trying to make it sound like Louis C.K. for a while mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, like yes, because you can. How dare your voice and your opinions be worthy? And until you have yeah. this amount of self, either love or aggrandizement, to believe yeah. that your thoughts m- matter, or the way you are matters, mm-hmm. that's how you become a good yeah. comedian, I think. Right? You just get the stuff 100%. out of the way, and you're you're yeah. just able to be you on stage. And you are funny. There's no learning how to be funny. There's no, you can't teach someone how to be funny. You're either funny or you're not. And there are some people who are fucking hilarious that will never step on a stage. And thank God. Yeah. Because I cannot compete with those people. These are the uncles. These are the like... That's that one flight attendant that's just hilarious, but she'll never do. You know what I mean? Like it's just and God bless. They should and 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 the thing they is, don't need it. they maybe don't need it. I mean, so I, I told the story in this class, but like it was a grad graduate graduating show uh, for uh, the lodge and uh, in Chicago. And this guy was the funniest guy at his job. And he oh, wow. invited everyone. Oh, wow. Okay. And everyone came. It was like 50 <laughs> people oh, from the wow. suburbs. They were fucking oh, no. drinking. They had brought in coolers. They were tailgating oh, no. before the fucking show. I'd never seen anything like it. And he was the quote unquote funny guy at the office, oh, no. right? He'd taken this class because someone, he finally like, Someone, his wife had told him oh, enough no. that he's so funny, you gotta do stand up. And he mm-hmm. did this show. Oh, he was a closer. Because he brought the most people. And he told the story. Oh, God. It brought the most people. He was telling, in his stand up set, was entirely about him uh, a medical procedure he had recently undergone. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Rife with comedy. Rife with comedy. And this bitch fully went through a costume change. He brought a surgeon's like <gasps> no. hat in. He put on the he the surgeon's work? like little like booties. No. I'm telling you, this dude <laughs> murdered. What? Murdered in a way that was insane. Like no. I'm talking about like women were holding in their pee. <gasps> Men were like Braveheart, like, yeah, 
mad, like going like fists in the air. Like people were on their fucking feet. Like I'm looking at the other comics and I mean, it was funny. Like me and the other comics are like looking at each other. Like this is a crazy kill. Wow. Like this was something next level. Mm -hmm. Okay. This man is not, I mean, he's crushing. And you know what that's like as a comedian. Yeah. So if you can imagine what that's like for just some dude. Wow. Wow. He had the night of his life. Night of his life. Wow. I mean, they like carried him out on his, their fucking shoulders. Wow. Kind of level like of a king. kill. Wow. King. Can I tell you? I've looked this motherfucker up. Never did comedy again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just dropped the fucking mic and was out. Bitch, he he found himself. He found his. I mean, and like, that, I don't need and, it. And 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 that's the thing is like that's also okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Gorgeous. That's like a story you tell for the rest of your fucking life. Oh my god! And is he a surgeon? You said. No, no but he's he just a one? dude that went through. Yeah, for whatever yeah. his fucking company is, they're gonna talk about. He's a fucking ledge, man. He's the legend. Ledge. Yeah, that's cool. Good for him. I mean, that's like that. That that could be a relationship to comedy as well. Yeah, and like the thing about it is, like when you talk about like trusting yourself, that's so much about so much about writing. Writing is like that's what it is. It's like trusting yourself to just go and confront the the. The the to dominate the white page mm-hmm. <laughs> to go there. Even the pages are white. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> to go there and just dominate it and say, hey, hey, I'm gonna just write. I'm just writing. No editing, no value judgment on what you do, but simply to go there Flow. and fucking have the guts to spill. Be bad. Have the have the guts be, to be bad. It'll be bad. I mean, and that's the thing is like, you know, I cite this example in my classes, but like Hemingway wrote every day for hours, every day for decades. And he was a bitch. <laughs> I'm just and, No, no, he was. He was 100% a bitch, but he also didn't write that many books. No. He wrote every day. He is arguably one of the most... I think that's what a writer is. You write. That's what it is. You it's write. not. You're, and it's not all good. Most of it it's is bad. It. It's a numbers game. Oh yeah. Most of it is. It's a numbers game. You, you got to put up the pages. You got to get it. out. And that's it. You got to get it out. And even if like the thing is the forgiveness you you have to extend to yourself to even have the audacity to write, even if you never write a book or whatever, but you get it out. That's like, that's a thing. That's like making your bed in the morning. It's like a way to just get some shit out of yourself. Mm, that's good. Accomplish something. I need to get back to my morning pages. I've been. Yeah, it do, it, it really does do a <laughs> it thing. It does. It's meditation. Yeah. yeah. And that's all it is. And so like that forgiveness and that self-love extends to anything that like, even if you don't do stuff that's like super creative or anything, but that allowance in your day to do something that you enjoy or don't enjoy, but like gives you some relief. Like that's, that's what writing can do for you. Feels good. Don't forget to sign up for Unji's class. <laughs> and then also she don't will forget have to a sign up for our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And, you know, we did a segment by accident last week. And I thought it was so fun that we could try it again. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this... I, I don't know if we have a name for this segment yet, but no, it's um. You know what? Honestly, it could what? just go by the same morago, like ways that you disappointed yourself. Yeah, <laughs> morago, morago, or is it like aigo, aigo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for this week's disappointment. Aigo. All right, I um. I had a I had a bit of a disappointing day today this morning. Um I've been really desperate to have okay. our puppy sleep in her bed with us because I love the cuddles and oh, the God. hugs and licks and unconditional love. And he's been going <laughs> doing so good in his crate. He hasn't had an accident in so long. Like I was like, he's potty trained, he's great. So we started Having, I insisted. Eric said, "No, no, no. He's not ready." And and I would show it with the puppy, like all sad, and he'd be like, "All right." And then we would like get in bed, and <laughs> and it was cute the first night, and he did so well. And then in the morning, I took him out. He peed, and it was great. This morning, we woke up. He's on top of my head, just hanging out, and I'm like, "What is happening?" And Eric's like, oh, he was on top of my head this morning, too, or like last night. And I was like, what the hell? Okay. And then <clears throat> I take him out. We come back, and we're, I'm making the bed, and I see a giant yellow stain <gasps> under Eric's pillow. <laughs> oh, no, he peed out! And I was like, oh, my God. And Eric came in, and he was like, Oh my God, I told you that he was not ready for it. And the fact that like I pushed for it (laughs) and he peed on his side. (laughs) 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 That really stings. (laughs) So wait, are you disappointed in your dog or no, in myself in myself for pushing this and in my dog for being a bitch but <laughs> it, definitely myself for pushing this type of you know this wasn't the time obviously not yet he, he wasn't, wasn't ready, ready but i was being selfish yeah. so i go i go Okay, so for me, my greatest disappointment this week is in natural wine. Oh, I hate natural wine. Okay, so I had really high hopes. For those of you who don't know, natural wine is a thing that it's disgusting. <laughs> it's a thing that's happening in wine yeah, right now. Like orange wine is it's really big have, now. And, yeah. Yes, it's supposed to have yes. no sulfates, no mm-hmm. sulfites, uh, no hangover yeah. as a result. Um, and I had high hopes because I miss really, really, really miss red wine. Because okay. it's Why like a thing you that have you have it? like one glass of. Because I'm oh, allergic. Yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I like red. get like red stuff. I don't know what it is in red wine, but I just like I'm allergic okay. to it now. 
I turned 30 and my body was like, no, no bitch. And I said, okay, uh -huh. that's fine. I hate to be splotchy. Same. So, yes. So I had high hopes. I went to the store and I had a wonderful interaction with the guy. Like, by the way, this was, this actually was fun. So I got three bottles of natural wine. I had a white, I got an orange, okay. and then I got a red. I just wanted to try. <clears throat> I go up to the counter and the guy behind the counter is like my, oh, honey. You know, he's like an immigrant dude, a Persian guy. He's like, honey, you know, if you get another bottle, I'll give you this bag. And he shows me this bag that's like a canvas bag that will hold all four bottles. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, just one more bottle and you get this oh bag. God. And I was like, and I looked at him and I was like, I started laughing, I was like, ah! I was like, you almost got me, dude. I was like, I was like, I almost was like, yeah, I need this bag. You're holding like, a bag and like, you're like, fuck this bag. Yeah, I was I like, need bitch. That bag. Yeah, I was like, bitch, you almost I was like, bitch, you almost got me. And I'm laughing. And he's laughing. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. I was like, I'm good. And he's like silent and so he's ringing me up and he looks at me and goes, All right, you got me, honey. All right, sweetheart. How about this? You get another bottle and I'll give you one what for free. The fuck? He's really pushing. And I was like, that's a good deal. That's good. That's a good <laughs> deal, though. That's a good deal. Fuck a bag. Fuck a bag. Give me a bottle. Give me a bottle. Yeah. So I get another bottle and I go home. And so I like that interaction. I love to get it. So a you deal. have five bottles. Yes. And no bag. No bag. <laughs> I got a box. <laughs> yes. But whatever. That'll do. That'll do. But, I, but I wind up drinking this uh, natural wine. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not good. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it tastes like dirt. And 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 I got a crazy drunk. I got a crazy drunk where I felt very like my heart started to pound. I felt like I did uh, with red wine. My heart started to beat really fast. But not, I got no splotchy? No splotches, but uh, I did not feel good. My drunk was crazy. Like yeah. I was I got I did not get that. I did not drink that much, but I got very drunk, like so drunk where like the next morning I, I felt like I had to apologize to people and oh. everyone was like, I didn't think you were that drunk. And I was like, I wasn't. I just felt very anxious. I felt very oh. anxious. I came home and Max was like, yeah, you were really weird and drunk. Like <laughs> he was like, you were not OK. I was like crazy. And it was like, you know, one of those things where you buy something you think is going to change your life, like an mm -hmm. air fryer. Oh, yeah. I bought a new air fryer, by the way. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's so much bigger. But yes. But you think it's going to change your like yeah. life, like way you live your life. Yeah. And this was a huge disappointment. Ugh. I should have gotten an air fryer. You still don't have one? No. Um, I don't have the counter space. Um, I don't have the um, counter um, space. Um, That's not true at all. That's true. You're right. I do you have, have yeah, <laughs> you have large counters. I just, you just I don't, don't I, like the stuff on there. I just, I don't know if it's worth it. You're crazy. You're and that's how you're, I, and then yet another way I've disappointed myself. Ah! <laughs> you know what? The fun thing is it never stops. So join us next week and fill out some reviews, please. Five stars, if you can. Only. If you could stomach it. Yeah. And um, visit the Patreon. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Audio.